Egyptian scrawls, and, like the dizzying voice of the ground, we say, See how small a thing it is that keeps us apart. For decades our children have skinned their noses and chins on deep eddy pools' shallow bottom. No jumping, the white painted letters on the side say, yet they dive, jackknife, cannonball, and shot in the heart gunfighter, fall into its spring-fed water. Scars stretch on skin, until almost imperceptibly they become our children's grown faces. The pool, too, is scarred from one hundred years of floods. Granite blocks from burst dams have scored it. Ancient, uprooted cypresses have hammered its plaster sides. After one flood in the 1920s, a great hole was gouged in the bottom. The pool's owner, a former circus promoter, took the opportunity to dig the hole even deeper and line it with canvas. He constructed a 60-foot platform for Lorena and her diving horse, who appeared nightly at 8.05 sharp. We've seen pictures of her up there, on her horse, Mumford, staring down into the great, watery wound below. For three summers, Natalie Branch was our pool lifeguard. She wore an old, broad-brimmed white hat, the kind of fifties movie star might wear while perched on her platform overlooking the pool. We coveted Natalie's smooth, pale skin, her wide hips and large breasts, so unlike the tan, boyish bodies of other girls who worked the pool. We watched with a kind of awe across the water as she gazed down between her knees at a knot of rule-breaking teenagers, some of them our own sons and daughters, their faces repentant. Later, she'd wave them over and they'd talk excitedly with her, forgetting themselves their limbs intertwined lazily with the legs of her platform. We understood. Sometimes we pretended Natalie was our girl. So what did Natalie have to say, we'd quiz our children on the walk home, our secret hearts clenching. Vacationing in Colorado or on South Padre Island, we'd suggest sending Natalie a postcard, and our children would give us sheepish looks and go silent, as if they suspected and sometimes we see Natalie standing in line just outside the pool at Jim Jim's fruit ice stand, talking to college boys about a local band or a foreign film showing at the university. Amadovar, a name we rolled in our mouths like a lozenge. She'd let the college boys buy her mango ices and then dismiss them, all the same, with her wide, canted hips, promising only that she'd be at the pool again tomorrow, the white hat askew on her head, fingers winding and unwinding her tethered whistle. Some of us wanting nothing more than to drunkenly fall upon Natalie in the darkened back seats of our Volvos and SUVs some night after she'd swum her mile. Smell chlorine on her skin. Wear her wide-brimmed hat low over our eyes, as she does. And sitting by the pool one late afternoon in July, Winnie Lipsy had looked up from her book to see Natalie's wide-brimmed hat being swept across the water by a gust of wind. It caught against the chain-link fence. Maybe Winnie thought about retrieving it. Rose off her towel, looked across the pool to where Isaac was, but couldn't find him. Her heart stuttered. A dark shape was submerged near the lap lanes. People underwater can't breathe, is what she thought. For an instant, she imagined the pool emptied, EMTs crouched around her son, a puddle spreading on the concrete. But then Isaac's head poked to the surface, and she shoved the image aside, as any of us would. Natalie came for her hat and smiled at Winnie as she passed. 
Another wind gust and Natalie clamped the hat on her head with both hands and pretended to fly over the shallow end of the pool, soaring over a few of the small children who giggled and splashed. And before Winnie made her way to her son on the other side of the pool, before she touched his head like a talisman, she might have thought how our Natalie was everything she was not at nineteen. Sensuous, funny, unselfconscious, unafraid. In late August, the sun hammers our city flat and listless. The river has a fetid smell. At home, we sweat and bicker with our children returning from the last week of camp or just ending summer jobs. We walk our dogs, who, grown sullen from the heat, have forgotten the nutrias swimming along our riverbank. We visit the pool in the early evening, play keep-away and Marco Polo with our children, and look for Natalie. But she's nowhere to be seen. A few of us.